What a great week. Are you enjoying the podcast? Friends, if you are, make sure that you check out our usu.edu forward slash parents website. There you can sign up for our Aggie Parent and Family Network. Make sure you're up to date on all of our items that we have there, our parent orientation, our parent and family handbook, and all things USU Aggie Parents. I want to thank you for listening today and make sure that if you have any questions, you reach out to me. We want to make sure that both you and your student thrive at USU. Thanks and go Aggies. Today, I have with me the Dr. Angela Dunn. Dr. Dunn has been at several universities, including Brown, San Diego, or Diago, uh, and also (laughs) Miami. So the U, so not to offend our Utah friends, but this is the the real U, right? (laughs) That's what they say, but I'm not a football fan, so there you go. (laughs) Oh, good. Okay. You're you're safe now. You're safe. Well, great, Angela. Well, thank you for jumping on with me today. Um, Maybe you just want to say a little bit about your background, and we'll go from there. Great. Yeah, I am so happy to be here and and help parents and students figure out life with COVID and and being in a university setting. So I'm a physician by training. I did my medical school at the University of Miami and Florida, did OBGYN in Los Angeles for a little bit, and then finished up in preventive medicine and public health in San Diego. From there, I did a little bit of primary care and, and then switched to the CDC. And that's really where I became a public health expert and practitioner. Um, I spent two years with the CDC right at the height of the Ebola epidemic in West Africa. So really got my, I guess, <laughs> training wheels taken off very early in my career when I was sent to Sierra Leone for, for a month and a half to, to help address the Ebola epidemic there. And then from there, I, I came to the Utah Department of Health and was there for about five years as a state epidemiologist which was fantastic and addressed a lot of not only infectious disease problems, but the opioid epidemic and then more mundane things like heart disease. And then just this summer, switched over to the Salt Lake County Health Department as their executive director. What a journey. So friends of the podcast know it has been for everyone just a crazy and turbulent year especially here at Utah State University in Logan, Utah, our Logan campus. Uh, Dr. Dunn, as we transition back to a fall semester, we have a lot of parents and, and their families who are asking questions as we sort of get situated on what to expect for the fall. And back in the day, we felt like we could pretty comfortably answer these sorts of questions. And now we just realize how in flux everything is. And so my first question for you is, why should parents encourage their students on getting the vaccine? Like, what's the most reliable way USU students and Utahns can get back to this new normal. What's really encouraging and fantastic is that USU students are eligible for the COVID vaccine. We have three options here in the U.S., and they are all incredibly effective, even against the Delta variant that is circulating. And they really do a great job at preventing hospitalization and death due to COVID. And, you know, anybody over the age of of 12 years and older can get it. And so I encourage parents to to talk with their students and if they're not vaccinated, really explore the information they need to make that decision. Talk with their healthcare providers, their local pharmacists, other parents and teachers and students who have gotten vaccinated. Really, that is the number one way to keep your child safe going back to, to the university setting. And you made a great point that here at USU, we do have access to a lot of the different vaccines and students can find that at our usu.edu forward slash COVID-19 website. 
Which brings up another question that we're getting quite a bit of, Dr. Dunn, which is how can students know whether or not the COVID-19 vaccine is safe? You know, there's been so much, you know, it started off in the pandemic, right, where we were just getting sort of basic information. And it felt like after a week or two, it was the most politicized thing in the universe. And so nowadays, people are getting information from all over the place. How can students know, though, whether or not these vaccines are safe? We live in a time of of fast information, and oftentimes, unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of not only misinformation, but purposeful disinformation about the COVID-19 vaccine, and that really is unfortunate. There are individuals out there who have legitimate concerns about the vaccination, and those are individuals who really should seek out their own healthcare provider to have that one-on-one conversation. Going to social media or, or even the internet, right, doesn't always give you the best information to make a decision for yourself around around this issue. I, I mean, I, I love that you mentioned the USU website because that is kind of your one-stop shop with links for other reputable sources for the vaccine. So if, if you need, you know, internet and a web, web resource, that's the place to go. And then beyond that, you know, talking to your own healthcare provider. I will say things like, you know, it, it impacts fertility. It has a microchip. What are some of the other ones? There's some like bizarre ones. None of those are true and none of those are founded. I mean, the, the biggest one we keep hearing right now is about fertility and, and maybe parents out there are worried about their young kids and the fertility. But I will tell you that there is no biologic, medical, or scientific mechanism for these vaccines to even impact the reproductive system. There's, I just, there's no way that that vaccine can actually go into, you know, the ovaries or, or um, the male reproductive system and cause any problems. There's just no mechanism there. So I just don't know how that started, but it seems to be the one that one rumor is growing and growing every day. It's a bit like whack-a-mole, it seems to me. As soon as we knock down one of the rumors that's going around, another one pops up that's just as jaw-dropping as the previous one. And so I think you make a great point to, you know, if you have a, have some of these legitimate concerns, healthcare provider, obviously, but then we have our, our website, we have our health team here on campus. There are a lot of ways to make sure that you're getting accurate, reliable information, especially as we transition to the fall. And anyone who's been to Utah State University in the fall knows that it goes from a very small town to major metropolis as they say. So just being able to transition with the vaccine safely and with good information, I think is a great, great advice. Another thing that we got a lot of during our parent Aggie info session, so that's like our parent orientation, is parents wanted to know with all the different variants, right? And it seems like as the variants change, so do the different rumors. But what would you say are some of the best ways that students can stay safe from all the different variants that that will come throughout the course of the fall 2021 semester? I guess I'll just start from the basics. Viruses mutate. That's what they do. The COVID virus has mutated thousands and thousands of times, but we don't really take notice and name the mutation until it changes the way the virus impacts a human. So in the case of all the variants that have been named, they either cause more severe illness so increase in hospitalizations, or they are, and or, they are more infectious. So it's easier to get infected by them. Another way that a virus can change and and be named is if the vaccines don't work against it anymore. Thankfully, the variants that are circulating right now are all susceptible to the vaccine. The vaccines we have work against the variants. So again, that is the number one way to protect your student from getting COVID, even with the variant circulating. The other way is that, you know, if you're extra concerned is if your student is in an indoor crowded setting, for example, you know, an indoor classroom or lecture hall, wear a mask. That will provide an extra layer of prevention that will ensure that your student is safe and has less risk when it comes to getting COVID. 
another thing that we're getting is, and we've kind of alluded to this earlier about where to go to get reliable information, but as things change so much, right, it was one of the things I've learned during the pandemic is that there's different angles to talk about the to talk about COVID-19. So there's like the political angle, there's the business angle, there's the health angle as well. And so it sometimes seems that the different media outlets kind of go at it from those different angles, depending on who their audience is. But where would you say, or some, where are some of the places you go, where are some places that you'd recommend to make sure that parents and students are getting reliable information as the situation changes? For me, as a public health professional, the CDC website really is kind of my one-stop shop in terms of what is the global science telling us. They have a great website with all the recent scientific publications that are applicable to the current outbreak. So if you're looking for that kind of high-level information, that's a great spot to go for reputable links to other studies. When it comes down kind of to what's happening in your neighborhood, for Utah specifically, we have the coronavirus.utah.gov website. And then USU has a great COVID-19 website that, you know, at least last year was even tracking cases um, and spread. And it currently gives information on how to get tested and vaccinations. So it's really important to kind of look at that information for where you live, but then all the way up to the national levels. It gives you that bigger, broader picture of what's going on. This is kind of tied in is, you know, where should students go to get the COVID-19 vaccine? Obviously, we have international students, we have out-of-state students, and then yeah. we have students, of course, who will be here. I know there's been some questions that have came up, like if they get, say, their vaccine, the first dose in Texas, can they get the second dose in Utah and things like that? Any guidance there? So the answer is yes. If you get your first dose somewhere else, just bring that card with you and you can get it at, a, we, most of the people in our state are going to pharmacies to get their COVID vaccines. And, and that's because they are available. They have good hours. They seem to be on every corner. If you have gotten one shot already, just make sure you're getting the same brand for your second shot, if it's Moderna or Pfizer. So you can call ahead to make sure that that's what that pharmacy is, is getting. Your local health department. So in the case of Logan, you've got your Bear River Health Department. I'm on their website. They'll list their vaccine clinics as well. And then USU, are you guys, do you know if you're hosting any vaccine clinics, Isaiah? We are, and we're kind of working out the details of that as far yeah. as like where they'll be on campus, but students will okay. start to hear about them over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so any of those places, any individual can go. It's completely free, so you don't have to be you know, worried about putting money down or, or getting billed later. It is completely free, and we want to make sure that everybody has access to the vaccine and, and that access isn't the barrier to, to individuals getting it. Is there anything I've left out or any last bit of advice or biggest piece of advice you'd have for parents and students as we approach the fall? Sure. I mean, I just think, you know, I'll reiterate that we are not out of the woods yet, unfortunately. I think we're all surprised we're at this point again with the COVID pandemic. However, we now have the tools in place to have students enjoy a rich in-person experience in the university setting this fall. But that's up to all the individuals taking the appropriate precautions with getting vaccinated if they're eligible, wearing a mask in indoor public crowded settings, especially if they're not vaccinated. And then, of course, if you've got symptoms, get tested and stay home. We still got to be a little extra cautious this fall until we get more individuals vaccinated to, to protect everybody. So, again, just asking for a little more perseverance for, for the next few months. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Jen. This has been great. Hopefully the next time we catch up, we've, we've passed these, uh, these milestones here. But thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the show. And as always, go Aggies. 
remember to check out those show notes where we have so many helpful resources here at Utah State University. And if you like what you've heard here, make sure you check out our Aggie New Student Podcast and our Aggie Parent and Family Podcast. Go check out the usu.edu forward slash parents website. Remember, if you have any questions, you're more than welcome to book an appointment via Zoom or phone. Shoot me an email. Give me a call. We're here to help. Thanks for listening.